worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Then skipping to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take in the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And that was Ephesians 6, verses 1 to 4, then verses 10 to 20. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful privilege you give to each and every one of us as believers of being involved in the great work of carrying out the Great Commission. Thank you for the fact that it's you've given us and entrusted to us the great privilege of being able to share the gospel with a world that desperately needs to hear it. Thank you for the privilege also of being able to be vessels through which you can reach to help believers grow up and grow strong in their walk with the Lord. And thank you for the great privilege you give us as parents and those that work with children and youth, the privilege of being able to disciple young people to help them to both come to know Christ and to grow up and to become vibrant warriors in your kingdom. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of grace that would help us to be very highly skilled uh, believers who are doing the work of making disciples with our children and otherwise. Help us to know, Lord, that this is a sacred work, a great work, a privilege And help us to be about this faithfully every day of our lives according to your perfect will. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Roberts, and Rick is going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we're so thankful that we can approach your throne today, and we recognize it's because we are clothed in the righteousness of your Son who was willing to come down from the glory and wonder and majesty of heaven to die on the cross for us. So we thank you for that, Father. We praise you. We pray for our listening family that you would meet their all, all their needs, Father, those who are, are struggling with different issues, maybe with family or financial issues, whatever the needs, Father. We pray that, that you would be their God, be such a, 
uh, a God that they can feel your presence, that they will run to you and cling to you and live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. I want to share with our listeners um, just kind of a special announcement. Our producer, Rick Robertson, is about to go into semi-retirement. He's not not retiring altogether, but semi-retirement. But we want to say, want to encourage all of our listeners to pray much for Rick. This is his last day being on air with us as our producer. And we're going to miss Rick, and we're going to be praying for him and asking that all of you, again, pray for he and his family. Again, he'll continue to be working with AFR in a sem- uh, just a part-time capacity. But again, he'll no longer be our producer. We'll be getting another person to step in Rick's shoes, big shoes to step into. But uh, again, encouraging every listener to pray much for Rick. It's been an honor and a privilege to work with him. Pray that the Lord will bless him and anoint him as he continues to minister and be a servant and a vessel of the Lord in a different capacity. Father, we thank you for Rick. Thank you for the privilege of having had him as our producer for these years, and thank you for the great work he has done and the greater work that he will do as he continues to serve you, Lord. Father, anoint Rick and his family with a fresh and mighty anointing. Bless each of them indeed. Expand each of their territories. Cause your hand to be mightily upon them. Keep them from evil that they may not cause pain. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. I want to say to our listeners, uh, we here at AFR have a special initiative we're wanting to make you aware about. How can we, uh, An important question to ask is, how can we reach the sexually broken in an effective way in our culture with grace and truth? While the church is plagued with the lies of quote-unquote gay Christianity, sincere Christians are seeking to show compassion to those who are struggling without compromising the truth of God's word. In a special edition of the AFA Cultural Institute, Stephen Black and Laura Lee Stanlake give advice on a range of issues in dealing with sexual brokenness, from the questions of identity to the common causes underneath the struggles. In an additional presentation, Stephen Black and M.D. Perkins analyze the different theological errors emerging within the quote-unquote gay Christian movement and how Christians can see behind the deception in order to refute it. Resources included in this special edition DVD include, number one, practical ways to minister to the sexually broken. Number two, the theological error of quote-unquote gay Christianity. And number three, a bonus resource, a panel discussion with Stephen Black, Laura Lee Stanlake, and M.D. Perkins. Uh, You can watch it for free for a limited time at at this address, streaming.afa.net. Again, that's streaming.afa.net. Or you can also get the DVD at resources.afa.net. Again, that's resources.afa.net. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. A little later in the broadcast, we are going to have the privilege of introducing a young man by the name uh, Braxton Kulaga and his mom, Brandy, uh, as we share, we'll have the privilege of sharing Braxton's speech and talking to he and, and his mom as well. But this time I want to take a few moments to share once again a resource I want to encourage you to email us to get. Uh, this uh, article is entitled, The High Priority of Discipling Our Children. Please email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net to get a copy. Again, the title of the article, The High Priority of Discipling Our Children. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 9, then Proverbs 4, 1 to 7. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. Again, Proverbs 4, 1 to 7. Then Ephesians 6, 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may be that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Again, Ephesians 6, 1-4. Parents carry their children in their hearts. Their children are very important to them and precious to them. As parents, we want the absolute best for all of our children in every area of life. A very important truth for all parents to be mindful of is the best we can give our children is Jesus Christ. The greatest gift that they can ever receive in life is Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Jesus is eternal life. So, as parents, we're very wise to do all we can to help and encourage our children to receive Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Once our children are saved, it's one of the great responsibilities and privileges of Christian parents to disciple them. It's our calling from the Lord to help and guide our children to become strong, vibrant believers who love and follow Jesus Christ in their life and lifestyle with all their might. Why is this so important? First of all, we're commanded to make disciples, as we find in Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20. And this very important calling is to start with ourselves and then move directly to our families, our spouses and children. So in considering the great responsibility of discipling our children, just what are some steps or practical quote-unquote building blocks we're to utilize? What are things we can do to effectively and practically carry out this important responsibility? Let's consider a few things a parent can do to help their children to begin to grow up in the Lord. The following are some practical things, ideas, and suggestions Christian parents can do to help and encourage their children to come to know the Lord and to grow in their faith as well. Number one, pray daily with your children. Pray the Lord's Prayer with them and allow them to lead. Pray Psalm 91 daily with them. Allow them to hear you call their name in prayer every day. Give your children incentives to memorize and learn Bible-based prayers. Number two, have your child read no less than three chapters in the Word of God daily out loud to you. You can find shorter chapters, psalms, or simply select a given passage for younger children. For children who do not yet know how to read, then, let them repeat short chapters or passages after you. Number three, some could be Psalm 1, Psm 23, Psalm 100, etc. Number four, ask your child questions 
about what they're reading. What are two or three important things he or she heard or learned as they read? What stood out? And teach your children to obey the word of God. Teach them to be doers of the word and not hearers only. James 1, 22. And number six, teach your children the meaning of each of the Ten Commandments and have them to memorize the Ten Commandments. Teach them to pray the Ten Commandments every single day and pray for the church and our nation. Also, parents, it's very important for us to recognize this reality. Someone or something will disciple your child one way or another. In other words, certain people or things will capture your child's attention, interest, and or heart in the world. Some of these are celebrities, sports figures, television, the Internet, things on his or her cell phone, video games, people they may quote-unquote meet in chat rooms, etc. Some topics that they come across on the Internet may captivate them and their mind and their interest. And yes, these things can begin to quote-unquote disciple those children. Some of these things can begin to mold their thoughts, their thinking, and their perspectives about life and the world in too many wrong and twisted ways. And too often, the results in the lives of children can be tragic. Consider sad incidents that you hear too often in the news. Some of these news stories include, number one, a teenage boy who was shot and killed by an individual as he tried to run away after stealing something in a store. Number two, elementary-aged children attempting and sometimes succeeding in committing suicide. Number three, young people committing suicide after being bullied online and in school. Number four, three young girls going off into the woods and two of them trying to stab the third to death. And number five, a teen recently walking into a school and began shooting and murdering a number of his classmates. Tragically, we could go on and on. Where do these children and youth get these ideas and thoughts to do such things? Too often from Satan, through the internet, through social media, TV, and movies, is discipling them in these things are discipling our children in darkness. Too often these young people are consuming darkness by the gallon. We'll pick up there on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. The title of that article, The High Priority of Discipling Our Children. We'll be right back. Toby Mack with It's You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Again, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. And just finishing the article, again, the title of the article that we were sharing, The High Priority of Discipling 
our children. Uh, some of our youth often attend church, but many of them, while they consume darkness and put so much negative information and ideas into their minds, may literally, may never or almost never even open a Bible and read it. Parents, without question, we have much work to do in discipling our own children, and we have much work to do through the church in reaching youth in our communities as well. Yet greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We don't have to be fearful. We simply have to trust our Heavenly Father and diligently be about his business as he's called us to carry out in the Great Commission. God can work through each of us as parents to help our children greatly in growing up in their faith. Not only can we help them to avoid being victims of this wicked world, but we can help them to become kingdom warriors in the world. And as kingdom warriors, they can help bring Christ, the solution to all the world's problems, to a world that desperately needs him. Again, the title of that article, The High Priority of Discipling Our Children. Please email us to get a copy. Again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We're honored and privileged to introduce our phone guests today. They are Brandy Kulaga and her son Braxton. Braxton, who was a, he was, Braxton was one of the participants in the Ten Commandments Project speech contest. Did a great job with his speech as well. Brandy and Braxton, how are you all today? We're great. We're doing good. All right. Great to have you. And uh, Brandy, we're going to come back to you in a little bit, but we're going to talk briefly to Braxton and we're going to hear his speech then. So so Braxton, remind me how old you are. I'm 10 years old. You're 10 years old. All right. We're going to go ahead and take time and listen to your speech and then we're going to come back and talk to you afterwards, okay? The Bible says, honor your father and mother, that your, your days will be long in the land God is giving us. So what does honor my parents mean to me? A lot of things. It means to be respectful when talking to them and to others in a respectful way. Not arguing or talking back. Not using bad language. Not arguing with my sister and brother so that there is peace in our, in our home. Not talking behind their backs or saying things that make them feel bad. To honor them would be to say words that encourage them. It's helping to keep our home up and if they ask or tell me to do something, I do it. I don't argue back or not do it. My parents my parents work for, for our things, so it's re, it is respecting those things. It's going to school or church and respecting my peers and my teachers. My parents are great examples. They bring us to church and teach us the Bible. It honors them for me to live and show what I have been taught in God's word. When I am not with them, it is honoring to them. It is honoring them that I make good decisions and wise choices. If I go with other kids somewhere and they try to tempt me to do something wrong, I refuse to do that to make smart decisions and that they uh, have taught me taught what is right and honorable. My grandpa used to tell my mom and her sisters when they were going out somewhere to remember who they are and whose they are. Respect your family name and respect the Lord Jesus. Uh, also also the, the uh, good character is when no one sees you but you still do the right thing. For instance, there was a man during in a state in a state 
that has no speed limit. He was going 100 miles an hour. There were no other drivers, but he comes to a stop sign. He chooses to stop because if he got arrested, it could bring shame to his family's name. So he does the right thing. Okay. Let's say I go to jail. It would be in the newspaper. And everybody that I know will hear and see it. They will think, wow, they will see my last name and bring shame to my family's name. I honor my parents and mother and Father's Day by telling them how much I love them and appreciate them. I will tell my children about them and pass on what they have taught me. So you're wondering if I honor my parents. Well, not always, but I try my best because my parents are Christians and I want to be like them. Because they love God and they honor Him, they just set a good example for myself and my, sister, my siblings. They don't cuss, they don't abuse me, they don't drink alcohol, they don't do any of that type of stuff. Okay, in conclusion, in the text, you are understanding what I think honoring my parents are in different ways. If I have children, I want them to honor me. If, I, if parents taught children God's word and the children honored their parents, what a different world we would have. I obey God because I love him. I want to bring honor to him and to my family, especially my parents. All right, Braxton, excellent speech. Excellent, great, great job. Uh, Braxton, just a few questions. Uh, do you feel like you grew in your Christian faith as you were writing and doing this speech? Well, my height didn't change, but I grew my knowledge of the Bible, what it means to honor my parents. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. I'm glad to know that. And of course, I think that's really typical for all the young people. Once they do the research and do the Bible research and the other research and planning and preparing, I think all of them have grown. And so I'm glad to hear that you did as well. And we really appreciate the fact that you were a part of the Ten Commandments Project. And again, you did a great job with your speech. Uh, did you learn anything that you didn't already know? Um, yes, I learned that by honoring my parents, I am also honoring God, which brings peace to our home and my life. Hmm. You know, that's a huge point. It's good to know that we, when we do what God says in His Word, uh, we honor the Lord as well. And so that's an excellent point to be mindful of. So appreciate you bringing that out as well. Uh, do you have a favorite Bible verse? Isaiah 41.10. Okay. It is, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dis dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and to help you, I will uphold you with my righteousness. Right hand, Isaiah 41.10. All right. All right. Now tell me one more time, Braxton, how old did you say you are? I'm 10 years old. You're 10 years old. All right. You sound a whole lot more mature than that, but I'm going to take your word for it. 10 years old. All right. Okay. Why would you say it's important to read your Bible every day? So that you can learn God's Word even when you're not going to church that day. So you're also you're getting extra information on uh, not, not just Sunday or if you're Catholic, Saturday. And that's all I got. Mm, that's good. That's good. You know, it's, it's our hope that when young people hear someone like you, even at 10 years old, expressing why it's important to read the Word of God. Our hope that many young people will think, well, if Braxton can read his Bible every day, maybe I can too, and that they'll be encouraged to do that. But also, not just young people. It's our hope that 
adults, lots of adults will be inspired by you as well, Braxton. So thank you again for coming on and sharing. You were going to read uh, an Old Testament passage for us uh, from the book of Psalms, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, which, which Psalm are you going to read for us? Uh, Psalm 112. Okay. All right. Go right ahead. Praise the Lord. Blessed are, are those who have respect for the Lord. They find great delight when they obey God's commands. Their children will be powerful in the land. Because they are honest, their children will be blessed. Their family will have wealth and riches. They will always be blessed for doing what is right. Even in the darkness, light shines on the honest people. It shines on those who are kind and tender and godly. Good things will come to those who are willing to lend freely. Good things will come to those who are fair in everything they do. Those who do what is right will always be secure. They will be remembered forever. They they aren't afraid when bad news comes. They stand firm because they trust in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They aren't afraid. In the end, they will see their enemies be destroyed. Their enemies destroyed. They have spread their gifts around poor people. Their good works continue forever. They will be powerful honored, and honored forever. Evil people will see it and be upset. They will grind their teeth and become weaker and weaker. That evil people long do not... Do not do. Wait, uh, well, okay. evil. Evil people long to do can't succeed. All right, thank yeah. you, Braxton. Thank you so much again for reading. You're an excellent reader. Appreciate that, uh, Braxton. Before we before you read the New Testament passage, I want to ask you a question. Say if you had a friend at school that said, "Well, Braxton." Looks like reading your Bible is important, but but I don't I don't really like I don't really like reading. Do you think I need to read my Bible every day too, how, Braxton? How would you answer that person? Yes, I do think it's important to read your Bible every day because you're learning God's word. When let's say it's uh, middle, it's Wednesday, middle of the week, and it, and then at church you're not only reading your Bible. But on Wednesday, you can you can like, let's say he goes to church, he goes to school at, at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. He could wake up a little early, have his quiet time, read a devotion, and read his or read his Bible. So, Rex, mm. then that's an excellent answer. I appreciate you sharing that because you're right. Every young person needs to read their Bible every day, and actually every adult as well because. All of us are blessed when we really take time to read God's Word. So thank you for sharing that. You you sound like a, a mature pastor, i tell you what. So uh, the next scripture you're going to read is a New Testament passage, I believe, from the Gospel of John, I think. Uh, if you'll read that as well, please. Okay. I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch joined to me that does not bear fruit. He turns and he trims every branch that does bear fruit. Then it will bear even more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain joined to me just as I also rejoin to you. No branch can bear fruit by itself and must must remain joined to the vine. In the same way, you can't bear fruit unless you remain joined to me. I am the vine, you are the, the branches. If you remain joined to me and I to you, do any. You will bear a lot of fruit. 
You can't do anything without me. If you don't remain joined to me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and dries up. Branches like those who are picked up and they are thrown into fire and burned. If you remain joined to me and my words remain in you, ask for anything you wish and it will be done for you. When you bear wild fruit, it brings glory to my Father. It shows that you are my displeased, just as the Father has loved me. I have loved you. Now remain in my love. You, If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. In the same way I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that will have that you will have the same joy that I have. I also want your joy to be complete. Where is my command? Love one another just as I have loved you. Can okay. I finish? All right. Braxton, excellent. You're an excellent reader. Thank you again so much for reading that passage as well. Father, we thank you again for Braxton as well as all the other young people that participated in the Ten Commandments speech project. Thank you for his mom, Brandy, who We'll get to talk to in a few moments, but thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to uh, have young people like Braxton to come on air, to both read your word, but to share their heart about their walk with you and how that they're growing and how they can encourage others to grow. Father, stir us as the church to recognize that every day is a day for us to shine for Jesus Christ. Every day is a day for us to tell others about what you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. Every day is a day where we're to live in such a way that your message and your truth flows mightily through our words, our actions, our attitude, who we are and what we do. Help us to recognize, Lord, that every day is an important day to be an ambassador for you and your kingdom. Every day is an opportunity for us to point people to Jesus Christ. Every day is a day for us to be bright, shining witnesses in a world that's so full of darkness. Thank you, Lord, again for the witness of Braxton and his mom, Brandy, and thank you for all the other young people that have participated. Father, stir every single listener more and more to be faithful about being involved passionately in the work of discipleship every day. Help us to recognize, Lord, that this is not something that's to be a hobby that we do when we get around to it. You've called us to make and live a lifestyle of making disciples. Teach us to do that, Lord. Anoint us afresh with the Spirit of grace who helps us to do this effectively everywhere we go. And Lord, again, help us to be mindful. Every day is important. There is no time to be wasted. Help us to recognize, Lord, that there are some people whose path we will cross once in a lifetime. Help us to be vessels through which you can reach to accomplish and plant the seeds and to influence in the ways you desire that we, they be influenced however way, however way and through whatever, whatever means you wish to use us in that instance. Thank you for the opportunity, the privilege of being vessels in your hands. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guests today are Brandy Kulaga and her son Braxton, whose speech we heard a few moments ago. We'll be right back.
speak from heaven We call it thunder You are amazing You smile from heaven We call it rainbow You are amazing And you look from heaven We call it sunshine That's amazing And you made me In your likeness Super amazing Music of Dunson Oyakon with Amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Brandy Kulaga and her son Braxton. Braxton is one of the young people that participated in our Ten Commandments Project speech contest, and he did an excellent job, and we were privileged, privileged to air his speech a few moments ago. But we're going to talk to Mom, to Brandy specifically here. Uh, Brandy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? Real good, real good. Again, really appreciate you and Brandon, uh, Braxton joining us on the broadcast today. And I want to ask you this question. Uh, were you surprised that Braxton chose to get involved with the Ten Commandments speech contest? I, I was a little bit, um, only because he's not a huge writer, and so to have to write his speech out and do it. Um, but he was really, once he made up his mind to do it, he really, I saw him work really hard on it, and I was very proud of him for committing to it and following through with it and then uh, recording it and sending it to y'all. Well, again, I think probably, obviously, you as as a parent, but again, I think many other people after they hear it on the broadcast will be blessed and encouraged and proud of him as well in a wonderful way, too. So, again, he did a great job. Uh, would you tell me this now? Uh, did you see did you see growth or development in him as he walked through this pro, this journey of doing the speech and preparing it and presenting it? I really did. I think because he was having to get his thoughts together and get them on paper and share them, he was really open to hearing um, other people's views on what it means to honor your parents. And so it was really kind of a group effort. It started with my mom and him mm-hmm. and the discussion between him and my parents and then even aunts and uncles. And then, of course, his dad and I. And so it brought out a lot of discussion that I don't think normally would have happened just randomly. But because he was having to get his thoughts together he really was open to listen, and it brought out some really deep discussion. I saw growth in him because we hear that scripture, honor your father and mother, and immediately I think we think obey, obey when our parents tell us to do something, clean your room, go do your chores, do your homework. Um, but it goes so much deeper than that. And so we were talking about honoring, and what does it mean not just to honor your parents when they ask you to do something at the house, but what does it look like at school when mom and dad's not there? What does it look like at a friend's house? Um, when you're put in a situation where you can make a choice 
and no one would know except you and, of course, God. What does that look like to honor um, your mom and dad, but also to honor God? And um, and so it really brought out a lot of discussion on that, different situations, scenarios. There's been a few times we've applied it um, already, but things that have come up, like going to a friend's house, and if this happens, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of growth with Braxton through this. Mm. Appreciate you sharing that. Thank you very much then. I want to ask, uh, Randy, would you take time now to pray for Christian parents in general? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your example that you've set for us as a father and what we need to be for our own children. I pray that you'll give us guidance and direction in raising our children. Thank you for your your word and the foundation it gives us as we raise our kids. Help us to always use your word as the guide in our homes and in our own lives. Help us to be the parents that we need to be for each child and that we make you a priority in our own lives so that our kids see that and they make you a priority in their lives. Thank you for this wonderful privilege and responsibility with your children. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brandy. Appreciate that very much. And Brandy, I wanted to ask, uh, you had some thoughts that you shared, and I wanted to ask and invite you to share them because, you know, of course, one of our goals in having you as a parent to come on along with Braxton is to encourage other parents to see why it's so important that we're diligently engaging our kids in activities like this that help them to grow in their knowledge, to become more diligent students of Scripture, but also to grow in their knowledge of how to apply the Word of God as well. So uh, I want to invite you to share those thoughts that you'd shared with us. Sure. Um, Like I said, it brought out a lot of discussion between um, all of our kids, but especially Braxton since he was working on this project. And uh, we kind of always use the example of what a privilege and responsibility is when you get to drive a car. And um, but it comes with a lot of responsibility, and there's guidelines, there's rules with it. And when we follow those rules and guidelines, it's a great thing. We can go places that we want to go. Um, one day when he gets to meet up with friends or do things, it's a wonderful thing. But when we abuse that and we don't follow those guidelines, then it really takes the joy from that. You may end up you know, not being able to drive or not being able to um, – go places at your convenience. And so we kind of always use that example and it's applied to so much because, you know, God set those rules and guidelines in his word for us. And it's not to take any fun away from our lives or to be controlling, but it's because if we follow that, that's where our peace and joy come from. We're living a life that's pleasing to God. And he wants us to have that life. We're not making um, certain mistakes because God has told us, you know, what he expects and his standard. And if we live by that, then our life is not full of those regrets and those uh, mistakes. And sometimes those consequences um, carry through our our whole life. It's not just sometimes that immediate consequence, but it can affect your whole life and, and people around you. And so with this project, we even said, you know, the rules and guidelines we set in our home is not to keep you from having fun or not for you to be able to go to a friend's house and watch whatever or do whatever, but it's to protect you. It's to protect your mind. It's to protect um, the decisions that you may would make in the future. It's going to make you think twice about those. And so those rules and guidelines in our home are set to hopefully give you a life that is full of peace and joy in the way that God intended for us to live our life. And, um, and so we kind of just always apply it to that driving thing that it is a responsibility, but it comes with 
you know, a lot of responsibility that can have some consequences. And it's same thing with the decisions we would, we make now. Um, and ultimately, we want that peace and joy. Even if it's a decision that no one else would know except us and God, you will not have that peace and joy if you do not follow that rule or guideline that your parents have set or that God has set for us. Mm. Excellent points. Thank you so much for sharing it. And in part, what you're touching on is like in uh, Ephesians 6, verse 3, it says that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. God, as you as you point out so beautifully, God's not just trying to God's not trying to restrict us. He's trying to bless us and set us free in reality and that God wants it to go well with us. And he wants us to live a long life and doing those things, obeying him helps to lead to those blessings amongst others in our lives. So thank you again for sharing those. I'm going to ask, uh, Brandy, would you take time now specifically to pray for children and youth in our culture? There's so many challenges young people deal with today, and there's such a need for the church to really passionately be ministering to young people. Would you pray for children and youth? What's ever on your heart to pray for them about? Yes, sir. All right, let's pray. Father God, I would like to lift up our young people and our children. Um, They're faced with so much in this world, and I know things can seem really confusing at times. Um, But I do pray that they will look to you and your word for understanding. I pray that you'll place strong Christians in their lives for guidance um, as they're going to be making decisions that not only affect their lives now, but their future. Um, We know that you are not a God of confusion, and anything that is is not from you. You set clear guidelines through your word, and I pray that you'll help our young people to learn those and see those in the people that they surround themselves with. Thank you for always being there for us and shining a light on those untruths. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And Father, I too thank you and I praise you for all of our children and our youth and our culture and our world today. Father, more and more raise up ministries and ministry to our children and youth. And Father, more and more stir every one of us as believers to recognize that all of us in our lives have a sphere of influence and our lives can influence people in so many ways. Help us to live in such a way that every day that we're set on fire by the powerful Holy Spirit who can use us to bless and encourage many young people and point them to Jesus Christ in ways we don't even begin to comprehend. But our job is to just stay close to you and be available vessels you can use but raise up more and more ministries that understand the needs of young people, who will share the gospel with them, who will help them to grow up and grow strong in their walk with you. And Lord, flood our youth more and more with opportunities to live for you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. All right, Brandon, I want to ask one more uh, prayer request. If you, would you pray for the church? You know, there is a need for the church to become so much more passionate about ministering to our youth. And this is true all over the world. Most people come to know Christ before the age of 18. And so ministering to our children and youth is very wise and very productive on the part of the church. Whatever's on your heart to pray for the church, would you pray for the church now? Yes, sir. Father God, I want to lift up our churches to you. I pray that you'll give them strength in disciplining people of all ages, discipling people of all ages, and in all stages of their Christian walk. Give them boldness in teaching your word and what your scripture says about so much that's going on in our world today. God, I pray that you'll give our churches and the people within a heart for others and spreading your truth in love. I pray that we will have strong discipleship that encourages and gives people the strength to take a stand when needed and seek your truth when needed. 
pray that you'll protect our pastors, our ones in leadership, and their families as they stand for your truth in word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And Father, I too thank you and I praise you for your church, the body of Christ. And thank you for the privilege you've given us all, we, your believers, to be a part of your body in the world. Father, anoint us afresh with a spirit that would cause us to have a passion to run after you and just to be about your business, to be vessels that are involved in the work that's important to you, to simply be involved in the great work of making disciples, helping people to come to know you and to walk with you as well. Help us to know, Lord, that every day is an important day to simply do what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, again, Brandy and Braxton, thank you all so much for being with us today. The Lord use you all wonderfully, and we appreciate you being with us, okay? All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much. All right. And as we normally do, before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the all-important step of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a great day to get saved. Today is a great day to invite Christ to come into your heart to take over your life, to be your Lord and Savior, both so that you'll know him in your heart and life, and so also so that you can spend eternity in heaven with the Lord forever and ever and ever. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer and invite him into your life today. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. You told us in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. Help me to read your word daily. Help me to pray daily. Help me to live in obedience to you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to be in touch with you. My email, once again, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, the email, please be in touch, joseph at afr.net. Also, if you'd like to get a copy of the email of the article we mentioned earlier, the article, The High Priority of Discipling Our Children, same email, joseph at afr.net. Again, Brandy and Braxton, thank you all so much for joining us and being with us today. You all did an excellent job. Thanks for joining us today, okay? Thank you. Thank you. All right, and I invite every listener to pray much for Brandy and Braxton. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.